Matt Step, how would you best describe week 11? Insanity. Tap and Step, your premium Texas high school football podcast from your friends at Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. And I do mean friends. We are your friends. Your amigos. Yeah. I'm the Tep Greg Tepper. And I'm the Step, Matt Step. Thank you for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very much. We love you more than all those other people who are not giving us money for this podcast. And hello to our newest subscriber, uh, Josh Ragsdale. He, uh, oh, really? He pulled the trigger and became an insider About today. Time. So, yeah, what's, what took you so long, Ragsdale? Yeah, geez. Aren't you glad you became an insider so that you could hear us ragging That's on right. you? Within minutes of you... Uh, you, you, you giving us money? You Thank giving you. us money. We love you, but... Anyway, today, believe it or not, is your regular season finale edition. Insert fanfare. Hit the, hit the fanfare. Um, maybe I'll insert. If I feel... If I feel up to it, if I'm feeling saucy with my Ooh, editing, editing, maybe skills, I'll put huh? in like an air horn or something. Okay, okay. I'll put an <laughs> air horn. I'll put an air horn right here. There we go. Uh, we'll see if that actually happens. Anyway, this is your regular season finale. Believe it or not, um, Man, the season has flown by. It always, it always does. It always does. It always does. Well, time flies when you're having fun. That's we're a now into w- statement, but it's true. We're now into week eleven. And we're going to get to some Week 10 thoughts here in just a minute. But first, Matthew, we will start, as we always do, with your Texas high school football fun fact of the week. Matt, today on Texas Football Today, we had a terrific conversation with Joseph Turner, the head coach of the Fort Worth Northside Steers. Your Northside Steers. Your yeah, Northside Steers. America's yes. Northside Steers. Who were picked to make the playoffs by yours truly in the Hipster Picks preseason. How about that? Mm. Uh, squirrel. Fort Worth Northside is heading to the playoffs for the first time since 1979. The year I was born. That is the... Uh, that's 5A's longest active playoff drought, and I believe it is one, two, three. Uh, yeah, four, fourth longest um, active playoff drought. Uh, the longest, if you're interested, belongs to, do you know? Yeah, this is my question. No, it's not. Dang no, it. No, I know this not. one. Yeah, which is? North Dallas. Yes, North Dallas is 1952. Is it your grandmother's alma mater or your mom's? It is my grandmother's alma mater, which is also the Steers. No. No, they're the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Why do they have Steers? They have a new coach, and, and Coach Estes, they did a good job this year. They play, they're they're fairly competitive this year he might get to the he might break that streak in the next year or two is there a dist team that's the steers mm, no i don't think so Fort north side's the steers but i'm probably thinking of longhorns for wt white wt white longhorns. that's what i'm thinking yep. uh diamond hill jarvis here with his penis <laughs> right and that are balls <laughs> i'm glad this is a premium edition um <laughs> i grew up in the city so sorry <laughs> <laughs> who are yelling at me on the thing? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I grew especially, up in especially as a Texas high school football one, where like, let's just put it this way: our demographic for this podcast is probably uh, much more rural. Yeah, than, uh, sorry guys, than- I grew up in Everman. Sorry. <laughs> um, second on that list now is Fourth Diamond Hill Jarvis. They have not made the playoffs since 1954. Then it was, um, and then it was one of the answers to our question. Okay, Matt Step. There are two schools that have been playing varsity football since before the turn of the century so in the in in the 1900s mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that have not made the playoffs that have never made the playoffs Ooh. 
what are the two teams that have never made the playoffs that have been around since before the year 2000? Houston Northbrook? Houston Northbrook is one. They have yes. the, they now have actually the third oldest, now fourth Northside, or no, actually four, even before Northside. 1974, they were okay. opened, and they have never made the playoffs. Okay. The other one's a little bit obscure, I'll admit. Okay. I feel pretty good about myself getting Northbrook. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, boy. This is tough. Um,. 3A. Okay. That helps a little. Warren? Warren made the playoffs in 2005. Dang it. Okay. Dallas A-plus Academy. Oh. Was open. Started playing since 1999. Okay. And they have never made the playoffs. The one that always threw me was Whitesboro. They have been playing Mm -hmm. since 1911, and their first playoff appearance was like in 2015. Yeah, it was a couple years ago with Eddie Gill. Uh, That's that's amazing. Technically. That's amazing thing. And there are people who are going to be yelling at me. They're going to say, hey, Tepper, Prairie Lee in the six-man ranks has not made the playoffs since 1944. And that is true. They didn't play football. It comes with a caveat. There was a big gap where they didn't field a team. And so it's true. True that they haven't made the playoffs since 1944, but as far as seasons played, they just reconstituted their program 10 years ago, yeah, something, 12 years long, ago. Yeah. It's been a minute. So, in any case, there's your Texas High School. Right? I was pretty, pretty Your Texas High Football Fun Fact of the Week. And congratulations again to Joseph Turner and the Steers. That's a, right. that's a tremendous that's a cool story. He was a great interview today, by the way. If you haven't listened to Coach Turner's interview on Texas football today, uh, go back and, and listen. It's a good interview. He, he, um, very excited about them. Former TCU uh, running back, now turned uh, He's done a heck of a job hero there, so. over there at Northside. Yeah. That's, that's a tough gig. Yeah. That's a tough gig. And he was able to get them to the playoffs. That is a huge thing. Okay. Let's get to some Week 10 thoughts. Uh, we, we mentioned it last week that the um, the real headlines in this week were in the small school ranks Yes, for Week 10. And, um, I mean, I'm right to be blown away by Post, right? Like, yeah. I'm, that's, that's a staggering result. Yeah, 53. Post, a Post win doesn't blow no. me away very much at 53 to nothing. And, and, and look at the stat line from that game. That was domination. That was, I mean, from the jump, that was, we are a lot better than you, and we are going to pound you until you say uncle. That was a butt kicking, yeah. is what it was. It was just, that was that was a complete and total molly whopping yeah. of a really good... It's a good New Deal team. New not, deal it's not team. the team that they were last year, but no. still really, they were 9-0, or 8-0 going into the game. Well, and it seems like, if you just want to zoom out, 2A Division One Region 1 got a facelift this week because Panhandle lost to Stanette mm-hmm. West Texas and now Post kind of stepping up in their mm-hmm. stead. I mean... I think those are the two favorites right now. I think you got to consider them the two yeah. favorites. I think you have to, with, with New Deal and Panhandle probably a step behind right now. Uh, speaking of 2A Division 1, to keep it there for a moment, does San Saba struggling a little bit or at least getting a push from Crawford change your opinion at all? No, I think it's good for him. Yeah. I think they needed that before the playoffs. I think, I think they probably... Let's be honest. May have been feeling themselves a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, the domination that they had, and I think this was, you know, being fourteen fourteen at the half. Look at what happened in the second half, though. They outscored uh, a good Crawford team mm-hmm. by twenty points in the second half. So I think that maybe, maybe that was the wake up call they needed because they second half poured it on and ended up winning by twenty. So uh, I, I think it's a good thing going into the playoffs for because they got that last year. I think DeLeon pushed them a little bit, mm-hmm. in the, and Crawford pushed them a little bit in the last two weeks of the season. I don't think DeLeon's going to push them this year. They're a little down, so I think San Saban needed a push. You don't want to go into the playoffs without being tested yeah. once. Uh, the other, um, also in the small school ranks, um, 
Whitney over Grandview. Whitney over Grandview is an upset, but I don't think it's an uh, the kind of upset that I think is being made out. I, I think it's 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 a flashy upset because it's the number one team losing to an unranked team. Mm-hmm. This is a good Whitney squad. It's a very good Whitney squad. I do have a few, I'm starting to get a few concerns about Grandview. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They just haven't been as dominant as you would expect. Mm-hmm. And they're going to get a first-round test with probably Rockdale. Yeah. They played Rockdale in the first round last year. That was a close game for three quarters before Grandview pulled away. Uh, Rockdale's probably itching for a piece of Grandview, and, and that, that'll be a tough – Region 3 is going to be tough in Division 1. Yeah. Because that, that, let me tell you, die ball, die ball is coming. I think I think 3 in Division 1, it, maybe it's just because I wanted to see Grandview lose a game before I was willing to consider anybody else as – potentially winning the title the three division one feels like it's wide open now yeah. I, 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 I mentioned this in the comments today on tft die ball has the look of some of those vintage Euless trinity teams where you know what's coming and they just bludgeon you have you seen herbert gums have you laid eyes on him he's a massive human being that is i mean he's basic i mean it's a do you know? Pound fullback. Do you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of when Gladewater put Dalen Mack at uh-huh. fullback. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like he's a man child. Yeah, he's playing fullback. Yes. He moves well. He's three hundred pounds and moves and is and just blows people away. And I'm like, uh, like a, such a, him as a lead blocker is not fair. We had a we had a reporter from Fox out there at the Die Ball Franklin game, and I'm watching these highlights. I'm going. Who's going to stop him? Yeah, like it, it, there's almost there's almost a certain level of quality. If you remember when Vernon Jackson was at bowling, right, mm-hmm. where it was like that bowling team going back to that that uh, that when they made it to a title, that bowling team. You remove Vernon Jackson, and they're a pretty. They're a six and four team. They're they're fine. They're just they're a nothing burger team. But Vernon Jackson made them special. Like I also think bowling's defense is really stinking good die ball yeah die, yeah. Uh, die ball's yeah. defense is really stinking yeah. good and the, the, the running their, their tailback uh, is it Darius McMillan D- Darius McMillan that's the guy we thought was going to be the headliner he, he's 230 yes they, they they just bludgeon and they're big up front yes that, that t- die ball is a team that, that is like I said they remind because those those vintage Euless Trinity teams were fun to watch mm-hmm. because people would be sitting there pointing knowing exactly what the play was going to be and then you would turn around and four of them were just pancaked and Dimitri Nance or whoever the running back was was picking up 15 yards in a first down this die ball team kind of reminds me of that mike hedrick from franklin basically said it. he goes he goes they just beat us up yeah and franklin usually does not get beat no up. they're the they're the, they're the ones doing they're the, the aggressor and they got i think they had 28 yards of offense for the entire game okay wow between that i'll tell you and i, I know they struggle in the early going but they're a new number one you want to sign me up for wall and die ball do you want to talk about taking two flank stakes and throwing them at one and just shooting a can- them yeah. out of cannons at one another? I'm here for it. That is just – that is going to be – that would be the kind of game that hurts to watch. Yeah. It'll be this year's Liberty Hill, La Vega. Yeah, we're just beating the tar out yeah. of each other. I'm here, I'm here for that, by the oh, way. Oh, my God. Sign me up, please. That would be awesome. Where do I sign up for um, Elsewhere um, – uh, really, uh, I mentioned it on TFT. I don't think La Vega was ever gone, but this feels like they are. That that win over Brownwood feels like a statement type win. That La, La it's Vega. still us. So I talked to a, a, a coach, and this is, this is going to sound a little homerish. He told me La Vega reminds him of some of the vintage 
and I know Everman teams that mm-hmm. when you want to play La Vega, you want to play them early. You yeah. want to play them in week one, two, three, or four. You don't want to play La Vega week nine, week ten, week eleven. That's kind of what La Vega's looking. They're kind of f- hitting their stride now. Yeah, I think part of it was they were breaking in a new quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, they yeah. they made the Don Hyde made the bold move of taking Arrow Rawls, who led them to a title as a sophomore, and moving him to safety, and moving Landry Kenny from safety to quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think there were some growing pains there. And I think now you've got a La Vega team that's finding their stride. I mean, that was really impressive to go on the road to Brownwood. And then, um, let me throw a galaxy brain idea at you. All right. So, Beaumont Westbrook lost this past week. Their second consecutive consecutive loss. They did. They lost to Deer Park. Mm -hmm. That's an upset, okay? That's an upset. It is. But... Deer Park making the playoffs, which that win... Does it official... I think that officially clinched them. Yeah, Yeah, they clinched them. Them making the playoffs, along with North Shore making the playoffs, obviously, means that Westbrook is going to go to the Division Two bracket, and there's no chance of them going to the Division One bracket. Mm-hmm. There was, had they beaten Deer Park, there was a, there was an outside chance that Deer Park would have missed the playoffs, Correct. and then Westbrook could have been going to the Division One. Potentially, bracket. maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. It just seems kind of interesting to me. Mm-hmm. It's a fair question. We asked the same question of Scott Stewart last year when mm-hmm. Temple lost to uh, Coppers Cove. I mean, it's, I think it's a fair question. Um, do I think they threw the game? No. no. Um, I think. I think. But you know what? Here's what I think happened. Do I, I think, think they had some guys that are banged up. Maybe that could have played, and they decided to hold them out. I think you had a disparity in urgency. That's yes. what it was. Because yes. Deer Park was playing for their season. Yes. Fundamentally. Correct. They knew if we win, we make the playoffs. And if we lose, we're going into week 11 sweating. And we have to win and probably need a little help. Yes. So, yeah. Whereas that, Westbrook I, is in the playoffs. They know it. They know it. A couple guys are a little banged up. Maybe they could have went, eh, let's just rest you for the playoffs, hmm. you know. Anyway. I, 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 Maybe let's have a little more vanilla game plan than normal. You know, um, that's possible. And then the other thing, the other the other big headliner game was Lancaster and Highland Park, which lived up to the hype. It did. Uh, it lived up to the hype. Highland Park wins it in overtime, 42-35. Uh, Randy Allen gets win number 400. Congrats to him. Uh, all, awesome. all very, very cool. Am I wrong in still thinking that Region 2 of 5A Division 1 is a three-horse race and it's Lone Star, Highland Park, and Lancaster in some order, however you want to put them? You might be able to talk me into throwing Lufkin into that mix now. Lufkin, too. Lufkin's been hot. You might be able to talk me into Lufkin. But other than that, I think, you know... McKinney Boyd's got the flashy numbers, but man, that defense is so bad. <laughs> I just don't know in in that region if if they get into a game with somebody who can stop them a couple times if they're going to be behind the eight ball. Yeah. So uh, I think those are clearly the best teams, but I think there's there's an, a, a, a strong undercurrent of teams: Mesquite Poteet, McKinney North, John Tyler, the Colony, Timberview. That could all push that upper Timberview tier too. if they. I mean, the Colony's shown it; they can push. I'm going to tell you what, the Colony and Lancaster in a first-round playoff game, which is uh, going to happen, yeah, sign me up for that. What about, heck, I'll throw Frisco Independence in there. They'd be the Colony. They're, they've Braylon, got, Braylon, they yes. got the dude. They got that they got dude. The they mm-hmm. have a dude who can carry them to a win. Next week is going to be a lot of bracketology and stuff like that. We'll be kind of be breaking down things. But but in any case, I just kept looking at that game, and I was like, or Region 4. I'll tell you what, Lancaster, Region 2 rather. I think they got to feel pretty good about be, you know not playing their best game and only losing to Highland Park by 7. I think you're right. So I think that's, that's something that they can take 
I know they wanted they wanted that game, and Chris Gilbert told me they wanted that game. Uh, but I think that's one of the games they can take take what happened in that game and, and turn it into a positive. I think you're right. I think you're right. Anyway, uh, anything else stand out that I missed? Oh, uh, shout out to Plano West. Yeah, broke the losing streak. That is that's great. I'm, I'm going to shout to Greenville. First playoff appearance yes. since 2003 as well. It's awesome for Darren Duke. I talked to him Saturday a little bit, and you know they, they kind of went through uh, you know with that shooting that happened mm-hmm. at that club a couple weeks ago. It was a big thing for their community and to make the playoffs for the first time since 2003. Very cool for the Greenville Lions. Yeah. It's this is a fun time of year where we're starting to get those those cool stories uh, of teams snapping long playoff droughts and or long playoff. Uh, uh, droughts and things like that. So anyway, that's a week 10 preview. And now it's on a week 11. Week 11, the week that burns very hot and very fast. Yeah. And then it's gone. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, you, you said it on Sunday. No one will be talking about anything that happened in week 11 because all we'll be doing because people love brackets. People love brackets, man. People look, love brackets and people love realignment. Look at our <laughs> traffic numbers, okay? Yeah. Our traffic numbers on Texas Football Today, or I'm sorry, TexasFootball.com, tell me that you guys love brackets and you love realignment. Yes. Those are the things. So, uh, it is time for our Week 11 draft. Another good week of games. It is it's a very good week of games. A very I'm good excited. week of games. There is not, um, there are no matchups of undefeated. Big Thursday slate for... Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, a lot of people are playing on Thursday night to get kind of geared up for mm-hmm. playoffs or to get off-season started a day early. Yes. <laughs> get those coaches their weekend back so yeah so great Thursday slate uh, this is your week 11 draft if you're unfamiliar here is how it works we're going to go back and forth selecting games Uh, once game is picked it is off the board uh, and then at the end we will have our hipster game of the week which is a game a little bit off the radar we did the coin coin flip before the podcast I won the coin flip so I get the first pick and the first pick of the week 10 draft see here's the funny thing it's a really good week but I, but unlike past weeks, I don't think there's a locked and loaded number one. Like I don't think that there is a game that is head and shoulders better than every game in the state. Uh, it was like when, like when you go back to week one, North Shore and Katy is obvious. That is very clearly the number one game. Uh, I would even say last week, if you want to look at Highland, Highland Park and Lancaster or Post and New Deal as the number one team, I think there's that. I don't think there's there's necessarily a locked and loaded number one. No, so there's a lot of good games, but there's some de- you could debate about five or six games probably. Yes, one hundred percent. And so, a few different places we can go. I will go. Oh my gosh! Did you not mention this in your in your preview? Oh my gosh! I'm oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna go. I can't believe this is a bit of a hipster game. All right. Out of the out of the shoots, Matt Step. Let's go to beautiful, sunshiny, Honey Grove, Texas. Oh, you're going deep cut to a... Where the Honey Grove Warriors at 9-0... and What a year for those guys. ...will get a shot at a district title. Who the freaking thunk it against the Bogota Rivercrest Rebels? And two really... Two really good stories in this one. Uh, two teams that we had we had uh, hopes for, but certainly not like this. Uh, Honey Grove has been one of the most underrated, best surprises in the state this year, and their defense has been flattening people. Okay, so in week one, they beat Bells thirty-eight to thirty. The three A, yeah, three A. They, they won two Bells mm-hmm. and beat them thirty-eight to thirty. Since then. They've given up 60 points. 
That's it. In, in, eight, in games. eight games. That's 60 points in eight games. It's a little over seven points a game. They have been... That will win you a lot of football games. ...clobbering people defensively. And it's it's a huge, huge credit to what they to, to the growth that they've been able to, to put together. Because this is a this is a program that you remember. Last year, they go seven and four. You know, this is the, the second year under Coach Glenn Schilke. They have built something there on the defensive side with Andrew Campbell and Hayden Stroud leading the way. Uh, they had eight starters coming back on defense we knew there was a chance it could be good, but I think everybody is pretty much like, wow, where in the heck did Honeygrove come from? In fact, let me look this up. When's the last time they won 10 games in a season? I mean, it has I been... I wonder if they've ever gone 10-0 and in their school history. That's probably true. Uh, it's not exactly a football power in, in the northeast no. part of the state. Honeygrove, they won 10 games back in 2012. That was the last time they won a district championship. Um, they weren't 10-0 and that year, though, were they? Uh, they were 9-0-1. They were, they were so they came okay. close. Uh, they went, looks like they went 10 and 0, 94. They had a run in 92, 93, 94. Okay. But they've been really plodding along, nothing special. Honeygrove is, for those of you who don't know, is located just west of Paris. Yes. On Highway 82, between Bonham and Paris. So. Uh, they've been they they run the wing tee and it's one of those teams one of those things where the the defense feeds the offense um, and they and and they are or rather the offense feeds the defense and they are just kind of rolling past people right now. So here comes Rivercrest. Rivercrest is eight and one on the year. This is a team that uh, lost in uh, non district or they lost one district game to Wolf City, which they. I th- they probably want back. That's a game that I think they win nine times out of ten. I agree. But this is a team that is more or less dependent on outscoring people. Defense has been pretty good, but the offense has been really what has led the way for this thing. This is going to be a really interesting matchup between the 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 Rivercrest offense and the um, and the Honeygrove defense. That's kind of the headliner in this one. Uh, this is such a big game that Fox is sending. Really, a reporter? To, to who's going out to that, that game? I would need to check that out. I'll t- I know this: Rivercrest is going to have the best player on the field. Yes, and that's Devin Womack. He has been awesome. He he's a four year starter. He, he, I don't know what his numbers are this year, but last year he ran for twenty three touchdowns, fourteen hundred yards, threw for five hundred yards, had a hundred and one tackles. I mean, this guy, he's four year starter, does everything. He's he's going to be the best yeah. player in the field. He's a guy who can carry Rivercrest. To, these are to the two line. guys, and this is a these are two teams that want to run the ball. They, they are both pretty pretty reliant on running the ball. Um, but Devin Womack, you're right, is the dude. So it's going to be up to the Honeygrove defense to slow them down. Honeygrove looking for their first district championship uh, since 2012. Uh, Rivercrest has been pretty consistently solid out there in East Texas, but this is the biggest game for Honeygrove in a long, long time. And I think the winner of this game probably establishes themselves as probably the number two team in the region. Behind San Saba? Yep, I think so. Probably true. I mean... Depends on how you probably feel about like Valley View, but like other than that, I would say you're right. And I think especially if Honeygrove can come out there, this would be a signature win because I do think that there's a fair argument to be uh, an argument to be made. It's like has Honeygrove played anybody? You know that win that win over Bells is good, but that that win also hasn't aged particularly well. Uh, and then beyond that, they have just and Rivercrest has got a nice win over Cooper, which is a decent three A yeah. Division two team. Uh, 
having a, having a decent year. Sims Bowie uh, mm-hmm. is a kind of borderline playoff team. So yeah, Cooper's you know Rivercrest probably has the best win of the group. The name to know for Cooper. Honeygrove is Dem- Demetrius Pruitt. He's a running he's a running back, uh, thirteen hundred yards in the year. He's going to be their bell cow out of that wing T offense. Like, it's going to be fun, man. I think that it is a I think that's that's a borderline hipster game. But you know what? With all these games that I think are uh, are are about pretty even. And these games in 2A and 3A, 4A, are, are even for district titles, are also for seeding because you yes. want that number one seed. That's exactly right. And you want that number one seed uh, and avoid playing a team. You want to have a first-round game that you should be able to win yes. comfortably. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, I am fairly certain that the loser of this game might see San Saba in the second round. Yeah. So, you don't want no parts of that. So you want to, you want to wait until regional final for that. Push so. San Saba as far down. The, kick that can as kick far down, can down the road. Down the road. Yep. Exactly. That's my first pick. What is your first pick, man? All right. I am headed down to Port Lavaca for a top 10 matchup in Class 5A with historical ramifications as unbeaten Corpus Christi Cal Allen visits beautiful, scenic Port Lavaca. A game, I've, I've actually been to a game at Sand Crab Stadium Have before. You? Yes. It's a cool stadium. Uh, right in the middle of town, right, right on the main drag in town there. Whataburger's like behind the parking lot there. It's a cool scene. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Phil Danaher at Cal Allen, he's won a lot of football games. In fact, he can become the first coach in history, at least in Texas history. I don't know about it out of the state, but um, who cares about this, the rest of the country? Yeah. Um, to win 400 games at one school. That is insane. That is the most insane stat I've ever heard. That This man is has won 399 games at Cal Allen. That just shows the consistency and longevity that he's had at that school. He has a chance to get 400 against a state-ranked opponent in Calhoun. He would be the 16th coach nationally to win 400 games at one school. Okay, first in Texas. First in Texas. Um, So the only thing that matters. That's right. If you like uh, teams to run the football, then this is the game for you because Cal Allen is going to line. Now, now Cal Allen has tinkered with the spread a little bit this year. Ugh. But the, the pro- there's been some inconsistency with Cal sick. Allen's offense because <laughs> they're running the spread like between the 20s, and then they get into the 20, and then they get back into kind of their wing T stuff. Weird. So there's been a little inconsistency with their offense. They kind of got it going last week against uh, Alice. Um, you know, Jeremiah Earls, Charlie Hill, Jarrett Garza's the key. He's mm-hmm. a dual-threat quarterback, he, and I think they're going to the spread to take advantage of Garza's talents. And I, I just think there's been some inconsistency. I mean, to me, they should probably stick with the spread. If you're going to go with it, then stick with it. So, but who am I to question Phil Danaher? Um, yeah, who are you? I know. <laughs> I'm just a slap in front of a microphone. Um, they got, they got. Alice pushed him last week, though. That was, a, that was a decent test, 38-25. Now, when you look at the transitive property of this game, Calhoun technically lost to Cal, Cal, uh, to Alice, but on the, on the field beat Alice 55 to seven. Yes. This game is in Calhoun, in Calhoun. Runs the slot T, and we all know the slot, slot T is, is the, the devil. devil. And they've got a dude in Steve Johnston who is a man-child at fullback. Connor Kessler had a huge game last. They blew San Antonio Southside's a good team. Yeah, Calhoun beat him by thirty last week on the road. Connor Kessler had two hundred seventy-one yards, yards rushing, five touchdowns. He threw for ninety-three yards, which well, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but for Calhoun, that's all they need. Yeah, they, you hit a. They hit, I think they hit, he hit a long pass play for a touchdown, like a seventy-yard touchdown. That's all they need. This is going to be a high-scoring game. I think. I don't mm-hmm. think either either defense is going to be able to get stops. In the end, I like Cal Allen to win the game because I trust Phil Danaher. But man, 
in this game, Calhoun's playing for a shot at the district title because they, yeah. they can three-way district title, three-way tie with the district title, which then you get into a three-way tie for seeding with with a forfeit mm. thrown in there, how the district's going to handle a forfeit and from a tiebreaker procedure I mean, standpoint. theoretically, you'd have to make it like a 14, like if it's a, a four. Max, to me, it's yeah. a max out loss. It's got to be a max out loss. To me. And I'll have to check on that if Calhoun beats Cal Allen. But uh, I think Cal Allen wins the game, but I think it's going to be real close. I think this they game. played twice last year, and, and the regular season meeting was real close. Cal Allen kind of pulled away in the playoffs, but it's in Calhoun. Anything can happen. Calhoun plays well at home. And so and there, there's a home field advantage for Calhoun at their place. I do think... I'm really interested to see how the Cal Allen defense matches up against them because this Cal- is a real Calhoun is lethal on offense. This is a really good Cal Allen defense, but this is probably the best offense they've seen. Um, and this, I mean, this offense is humming yeah, right now. They're putting up. They, they, they're they're borderline un- unstoppable right now. And beyond that, they are Cal Allen is a squad. Or rather, the Calhoun's a squad that that understands the ramifications here. They are they understand not only would this be a district championship, but Cal Allen's the Region Four bully. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. This is the team you got to get through to get to a semifinal, and I think they know that. And I think they Absolutely. say, you know what? Let's send a, let's send a, a statement. Right We're now. here. You know, the computer has Calhoun by eight. That's interesting. I'm not picking against Danaher. That's, that's really interesting that Calhoun's an eight-point favorite. Yes. That's super um, intriguing. It is. It will be an excellent, excellent I'm, look, I'm looking forward to that game, just to following that on Twitter Friday night. I'm going to go to a game that I think it's fair to say we, we, we've been, we, we had circled in the preseason, has maybe lost a little bit of its luster, but I think it's still talking about. a massive game. I'm small school hipster you this are. week. And I'm, I'm going to be Region 4 hipster because my next game is a Region 4 game. Let's go to beautiful Hamlin, Texas. Home of the Pied Pipers. Home of the Pied Pipers. I have a picture with their mascot, by the way. To R- Piper Stadium. R.I.P. Kate. To Piper, to Piper <laughs> Stadium. R.I.P. Kate. Good Lord. To Piper Stadium. R.I.P. Max. R.I.P. Kate. Where the Albany Lions travel to take on the Hamlin Pied Pipers. And... This was a game that it, this was this was one of the things we heard about the most in our rankings. Oh boy, coaching school we heard it. Coaching school we heard <laughs> it. In two division two, we had Hamlin ranked ahead of Albany, and these are two coaches. I think there were some pictures, like some signs of your face in, Al- in Albany, Texas. Oh yeah, <laughs> I am not the most popular guy, but most wanted posters. Correct. But we talked with both Russell Lucas and with Denny Faith out there in Albany or out there for these guys and I think what they I think what they both acknowledged is yeah it should be a really good game there's two depending on what you think this should be a very good matchup now both these teams I, I, I think that the reason this game is flying under the radar is because both these teams have taken two losses yes they both lost to Holly mm-hmm. in close games which is a, a loss that has aged well yeah Hamlin got blown out by Stratford yeah which really got me worried about him. Yeah, but and then, that has aged well. It has. And Albany got blown out by Eastland, but I, I kind of gave Albany more of a pass for that blowout because they're, they're punching away above their weight class. Right. They're 3A Division One. Right. So this is a really interesting matchup in the sense that both of these teams, I think, are, are built pretty similarly in the, in the sense that the defense is probably going to be the dominant factor in, the, in, in this game. Yes, both of them have stars. Uh, Brayden Warner for, for Hamlin has been really, really good, plus Jackson Sabeda as well. 
And then Albany has Ben West. Yeah. And and Ben West, their quarterback, has been very solid. Very solid. Even when they've struggled, he's been a bright spot for them. This game comes down to defense. This game comes down to who can find those stops. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, I don't know if they have been able to... Like, I'm not sure the last time these guys were tested is one of the things. Like, Cross Plains is a, a decent squad. They're fine. But it's, like, not like this. Not like a contender here. The other thing is that I think there's a fair argument to be said that the, that the sands underneath Albany and Hamlin, I think we came into this year, as you can see from our rankings, thinking these are 1-2 in some order in Region 2 of 2A Division 2. I agree. Do we still feel that way? Because Wellington would like a word. Wheeler. Wheeler would like a word. Yeah. Uh, dare I say, Cristoval and El Dorado would like mm-hmm. a word. Mm-hmm. I know those are a little bit more hipstery yeah. off the beaten path, but they would like a word. I think that region, I think the lesson here is that since that preseason edition of Teppen Step to now, Region 2 has gotten a lot deeper. Yes. And a lot more dangerous. That whereas in the beginning, we would have thought, winner of this game, driver's seat to win the dis- yeah. to win the region. Now, winner of this game enters this lot of teams that all have a great chance of making it out of region one, region 2. This game is fascinating to me, a lot of implications here. And by the way, the loser of this game, well, loser of this game, I think they I think they will probably get Wellington in the in the second round. Yeah, cuz Hamlin beat well was it Hamlin that upset Wellington last year? We kind of yeah. all thought Wellington was yes. going to just roll to the to the regional title and Hamlin upset him in the third round, yeah. I believe. You know, the thing about this game for me is does Hamlin have a mental block against Albany? Mm-hmm. That's a fair question to ask. Mm-hmm. Albany has owned Hamlin in recent years and beat him twice last year, including in the fourth round of the playoffs. So um, that's the big question for me is, is can Hamlin – is there a mental block? If they lose this game, you almost got to think there is one. Yeah. And so they're, they're at home. They've got a lot to play for. You know, last year I think they lost they lost at Albany and then they lost in a neutral site at the playoffs. I think they played in Abilene. So, you know, I think this is a real interesting test to see if a Hamlin can get over that mental hurdle. I think you're exactly right. I think this game's a lot of fun and it's maybe not the game we thought we were getting, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't have it circled in. Still a great game. Still a great game. What's your second pick? I'm heading down to San Antonio. The biggest game in the Alamo City this week. Yep. As Unbeaten Converse Judson at nine and zero visits eight and one Shirts Clemens with a district title in twenty six six A on the line. That's about all it's on the line because this is not no playoff implications here. Clemens is locked into the top seed in D two. Judson's locked into the top seed in D one. I think for me, this is a litmus test for both teams. Mm-hmm. If Judson comes out and blows Clemens' doors off then I'm really starting to – I'm not bought in yet on Judson. I'm a lot closer to buying mm-hmm. in on Judson if they blow Clemens' doors off. I'm not bought in on Clemens. No. They got a nice win over over Steele. You know, they lost that game against Reagan, kind of blew a lead late, lost that game. If Clemens wins this game, I'm willing to buy in more. If it's close, I'm not sure I'm buying That's in on thing. either. It's kind of like, ah, That's where I'm know. at on it. Is you know, this, if one team blows the other out, the, I'm ready to buy in. Yeah, my worst fear from an analyst point of view is that this game ends like 31-24. And, and I'm like, really don't have what a, do we do with that? We don't have a great read on either team. Right. But I think it's a chance for either of these teams to separate themselves. Mm-hmm. And maybe Clemens, especially being in the D2 bracket, a close loss or a close win – 
I might be be able to buy in a little more on Clemens because of being in the D2 bracket. Yeah. Because I think there is a difference this year in 6A between the D2 teams and the D1 teams in a lot of these cases. If Clemens plays one of the powers in Division One close, I might be willing to buy in on Clemens as, as a, a potential favorite in Region 4 behind Westlake. So that's kind of where I'm at on this game. Clemens' defense is really good. They, they, yeah. This is the first team – like, Steel – Steel is athletic, but their defense has not been great this year. For those who don't know, Steel is an offensive juggernaut. They're yes. not great defensively this year. Clemens' defense, I think, is going to be a great test for the Judson offense because they match up athletically with Judson's athletes. They, you know, Keon Bart Bennett and the Texas Tech commit Derek Lewis at linebacker. They've got the best two of the best linebackers in Region 4 at Clemens, and they've got the athletes and the speed to keep up with Judson. So – that's that's kind of the test I want to see is how Clemens' defense performs against the Judson offense. But I'll tell you what, Mike Chandler II has done a great job with this year. He's, he's kind of the leader of that offense. Last year he kind of took a back seat to, to the stars that Judson had. This year he's kind of the guy um, taking the reins and leading the offense. And so the, the Rockets have been putting up points. Yeah, they have. And Rodney Williams, he's done a great job with the interim title. you you, you got to think. I'm surprised Judson ISD hasn't just gone ahead and given Rodney Williams the – the job full time yeah i mean they're not an o what, yeah what, what more do you want i mean he not he's not doing anything the previous guy didn't do right at this point so uh, i guess they're gonna wait to see i guess they didn't want him to lose in the first round of playoffs or something but i mean at this point give the guy the job yeah i totally agree so this game yeah I, I think you're right that that there's two types of games in week 11 there are the games that like from a standard perspective we would treat as like almost non-district games in that like like games that that we're like oh you know what there's no implications in this one but we'll learn a lot about these tall squads and then there's those other games that obviously have major playoff implication mm-hmm. who gets in who gets mm-hmm. out what the seedings are nothing to do it this is nothing no implications at all except a district title basically yeah, which does mean something yeah. but Still, I think we'll learn more about Clemens and Judson. In this I game. agree. That's my my thing. I'm, so I'm intrigued by Clemens in Region Four because I'm because the thing is I'm willing to buy in on Judson. I think. I think, but like we've been I, burned by Judson. So but many the Lake times. Travis thing is still there, and especially mm-hmm. if Hudson Card comes back. Yeah, right. It's like, but if they go, I'll I'll say this: if they go out there and they blow the door, if if they blow away Clemens. Then, like, yeah. Then it's like, that makes things super interesting to me. Mm-hmm. All right. My third pick. Let's go to New Caney, Texas. Ooh. The battle line on 59. It's a cool rivalry it's game. A good, yeah, it I is. Like that. A, 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 obviously, a, obviously a new, a relatively new rivalry in yes. this one. As 9-0 and New Caney. One of the quietest 9-0 and teams. Yes. In the, especially in the bigger, it's a 5-8-D-1 team. Taking on New Caney Porter and first of the game. First of the game, which is so much fun. Okay. If you haven't seen New Caney... Their offense is stupid. They're dynamic. I've seen them in person. They are they are dynamic. Zion Childress, their quarterback, is out of this world right now. He has been unbelievable. Um, he has been he's a terrific dual threat quarterback. And by the way, their defense ain't bad either. Defense no. flies. Derek Harris. Derek Harris Jr. They Texas commit. They fly around. Going up against Porter, uh, but Porter and, and I think that I think that if you are a recruit, Nick, you're going to lean towards um, 
You're going to lean towards, obviously, New Caney. New Caney's got the star power. the star power. Porter is, to me, they're, they're, they're a year away. Like, Porter, I think next year was kind of the year that Porter and their coaching staff was pointing to as yes. their big year. They're kind of a year early here. Yeah. So, New Caney, or Porter, rather, they're, they're, they lost their opener to C.E. King in the opener. 6A playoff, six a, potential fine. playoff team, yeah. But since then, they have beat the dog out of everyone they've seen. They've not played a close game, yeah, basically. That blowout, that went over Port Arthur Memorial, that, that, that's, that's an impressive win. Really is. Yeah. That's, the, that's the one that kind of has us sitting here like, oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Has us uh, kind of sitting up and paying attention to this game. It's going to be the defensive side for Porter that's got to hold down, find some stops against New Caney. Yeah, okay? that's the key. You don't want to get in a shootout with no, New Caney. No, no, no. Keep the score low, win it late. That's, that's the name of the game for Porter. Now let's talk about the implications, Okay. Okay, because they're in District Nine in this in Five A Division One with with seating on their seating on the line here, seating on the line here, and huge implications because they're District Nine, which means they match up against District Ten, mm-hmm. and District Ten is one of the deepest and best districts in the state. We think there's there's a little team in District Ten named Shadow Creek. Correct. Just want to avoid them as long as you right. can. Beyond that. This is, there will be all eyes, I guarantee you there will also be, I think these are both Friday night games, some one assistant at these games for each team is going to have their eyes on the Football Friday app, watching the score change in Richmond Foster and Fort Bend Hightower. Mm -hmm. Because that game is for third and fourth place Mm -hmm. in that district, in District 10. So the winner of this game will play the loser of that game. Now, I think Foster's I think Foster's the favorite in that game. I agree. Foster should probably beat Foster. Hightower. Which means the loser of this game is probably playing Richmond Foster in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah. That's not a draw you want. That is not what you want. No. That is bad news. So there are huge implications in this one, aside from a district championship. Uh, and New Caney, God, when's the last time they were undefeated? Boy, it's been a long. It has I, been a cause, minute. Cause they were before all the growth. New Caney was like a, I hate to say, it, but like a joke program in Houston. Like if you look at their history, they had a long spell of not being of playing bad football. So New Caney went ten and two last year. That was their first ten win season ever. Yeah, ever. They, they, they if you look at their history, they a no. lot of a lot of zero and tens, a lot of zero and tens, one and nine. It's bad. They have been. They are a. They been a bad program, but what they've done under Brady Pennington recently has been very impressive. And they've been helped by the growth. I mean, yes. Houston's grown up to, to New, New Caney used to be kind of an outpost between Houston and Cleveland, basically. And now it's it's kind of grown. In, it's Houston's kind of grown into New Caney. Uh, I wonder what you know. What? Let me see if I can find this real quick. You're listening to live coverage of me, look, because I think this is an interesting stat. What is the what was the history of these two teams? Because obviously Porter part started playing in 2010. I want to say uh, they haven't been around all that long. No, they haven't been around. They're the new school. Um, new Caney. Okay. Well, here's a stat for you. Porter's never beaten New Caney. They're 0 and 9. Wow. 0 and 9. That's a stat. So there's a stat for you. Can they, in the biggest game of the series, get their first win? We shall see. It's a fun game in Houston. Fun game. What's your third pick? I am. I'm going to leave Region Four. It's been fun, Region Four. You Goodbye, know, I, I Region love you, 4. Region Four. You have the best concession stands in Texas. That's a fact. Okay. You know my Region Four trips. I take pictures of the concession. That's okay. Takis with cheese, Talk- brisket, corner to cup. Ta- you know, brisket tacos. Yeah. Loaded brisket t- potato. Yeah. Region Four. I love you. I'm heading up to Amarillo mm-hmm. for the big one in at 
Dick Bivens Stadium in Amarillo as Abilene Cooper at 9-0 and visits a surging Amarillo squad at 7-2. and And I'll tell you what, Amarillo, the Sandys are playing. They are, they are peaking at the – Chad Dunham's got that squad peaking at the right time. This is – this is not a team you want to play right now. No, they're they're red hot. A few weeks ago, five weeks ago, six yeah. weeks ago, bring it on. That that task, it's, it's like since they since they beat Tascosa, they've just taken off. Yeah, Will Maynard at quarterback, Davin Lemons at receiver, got a great connection. Uh, you know, Amarillo, they were a wing T offense under Mel Maxfield, and in two years they've transformed into a high flying, dynamic and balanced spread offense. Going up against. Abilene Cooper, who is getting it done with an incredible defense that turns you over and a strong running game led by Noah Garcia. Um, we've talked about Dylan Davis, the DB for Cooper, leads the state in interceptions with, with a dozen. Mm-hmm. Noah Garcia has put up big numbers. When they have to throw the ball, junior quarterback Aiden Thompson has been, been good. They haven't had to throw it much, but when they do have to throw it, they've been good. Um, I th- I think this is kind of one of those games. I think Cooper, you know, when you're taking a long road trip, especially late in the year in West Texas, defense and running game travels. And that's what Cooper yeah. has. They have the defense and they have a good running game and it travels. Um, this is the biggest game for Amarillo in a, in a, in a couple of years. Because, you know, last yeah. year they were kind of a fourth place, kind of, you know, farting around team, you know, barely made the playoffs. They looked like they looked – they had the look of first-round cannon fodder. Yeah. So – this is a huge game for Amarillo. Mm-hmm. Both teams are going to host a playoff game, but you want that number one seed because you want to play that fourth place team out of District One versus that third place team. So, um, district titles on the line and, and playoff seeding is on the line. That's a and don't underestimate how tough of a road. Uh, that is a long trip. From yes. Abilene to Amarillo is a that's six hours. Yeah, if you're in a major city like a one of the one of the major cities and you're looking at. Um, you're looking at this game and, and thinking, oh, okay, well, just West Texas. Like, it doesn't really matter. I promise you, that is a trip. That is a haul to go from Abilene all the way up to – I mean, fundamentally, you are driving – as far as we classify, you're driving through an entire region. You're driving through, from the big country, the rest of the big country, through the South Plains, up to the Panhandle. That is a haul. So, be very interesting. And in that, that's something – but we had – Aaron Roan on text football today the other day and he feels confident he feels like they've got they, they're, they're they're playing really good ball right now I think both of these teams are, are multiple playoff round winners though. I think you're right this is a big matchup I think this is this is the winner of this game probably uh, asserts themselves as the, the number two team in region one behind Denton Ryan uh, I would say that's probably correct all right my fourth pick speaking of Denton Ryan wow. that's where we're gonna go first time in the Metroplex let's go to Birdville in North Richland Hills as the Birdville Hawks take on the Denton Ryan Raiders. And the question that you just have to ask is, does Denton Ryan just own Birdville? It's a fair question. So Birdville goes 12-2 and two last year. Mm-hmm. Both losses to Denton Ryan. Both losses to Denton Ryan. And both of them, honestly, not really, not much of contest. They beat him by 21 in the regular season and they beat him by 28 in in the postseason. It has been dominant efforts from Ryan. And yeah. by the way, they beat them by 43 the year before. Yeah. Okay? They have... They, they have had Birdville's number. They have had Birdville's number. 
This is a good Birdville team. This is a real, I think this is a real, interesting, under-the-radar Birdville team. They're back at full strength. They, they, they haven't had Ladarius Mixon for quite a while. Right. They got him back last week. That makes Birdville a lot better team. Well, and especially, you take a look at, uh, they, they took two losses early. One to Keller Central, they shouldn't have lost. Plain well, and simple. They should not have lost that game. looking back on it now, Keller Central is what? They're... Six and three, something like six that. Six A team. They're gonna make the playoffs. That's a good. That's a good six A. That's a playoff caliber six A team. And then they lost to Weatherford. And Weatherford's a Weatherford's a weird team. Weatherford's weird, but they're a playoff. Yeah, team. Yeah, they're a playoff so team. Probably. Okay. I think there's a scenario Weatherford could miss, but they're probably a. They're they're an, an, at minimum an average six A team. But the win last week over Colleyville Heritage sets this game up. And by the way, a nice come from behind victory uh, for Bur, uh, for now Birdville. Big for Birdville because Birdville now get. You know, Birdville puts themselves in a position where they can host a first-round playoff game. So. You, you mentioned Ladarius Mixon. They've gotten him back. But Stone Earl has really grown as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's really grown. He kept them in that game, and the defense just made timely stops. He can spin it. I saw him play a couple times. I saw him play as a sophomore, and he had, he had a cannon as a sophomore. He, he's a guy who can spin the football. And then there's Denton Ryan. And Denton Ryan, I think, has been the quietest third-ranked team in the state. It's because they haven't beat Highland Park. That's exactly I mean, right. We all are just like, okay, we got to beat Highland We've seen this from Denton Ryan before. And look, I know it's a sore subject around Denton. I get it. And it's like, like people, I tell people all the time, Denton, you know, there's no shame in losing to Highland Park. No. But this is, the, this is the fourth year in a row we've seen Denton Ryan blow through the regular season, not really be pushed very much. It's like, this, we've seen this before. They this are is the same song, different verse. They're the team that we don't know about if they're for real until it's too late. Yeah. Basically, they get they, they face a test, and they either pass it or they don't. In the past few years, that test has been Highland Park, and Highland Park's had their number. And I think it's hurt them a little bit because they've been so dominant in the regular season that they get into a, a fight, and they don't always respond well. Right. You know, they so, didn't respond well last year for sure. No, 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 game. no. Um, you almost feel like, man, it would be nice if Denton Ryan just got pushed a little bit yeah. now because you don't want that first – like with San Saba, you don't want the first time you get pushed to be in a do-or-die situation. I mean, look, they're loaded. I mean, Billy Bowman's a stud. Drew Sanders, Drew Sanders is, is a monster. Drew Sanders is like Terminator. Yes. He, he, he is a – Godless killing machine. He is unbelievable. As you've called called people yes. before. He's, he is. He's, he's unbelievable. He's a godless killing Jatavian machine. Tavian Sanders, Seth Hennigan's did a great job at quarterback. Yes, this team is loaded. Imani, uh, the running back, Imani, I think he's, Imani Bailey. He's committed. He, he's like a. He's a quiet. He's committed to Louisiana Lafayette. And you're like, and he doesn't even get talked about because you got all these Power Five commits. They he's, are. He's a D one running back. They are loaded, and and it's it's weird because we've gotten to the point with Ryan. Where we judge them pass fail on one game. Yeah, and that's not fair to them. That's not fair to them because they've been the best team in Region Four, Region One they've for forty nine game four regular season yes. winning streak. It's, that's and unbelievable. It's, and, and you know what? I'm picking them in this game. The computer likes them by thirteen. Yeah, I got it's my probably going to be fifty. Yeah, it's probably going to be fifty, and we won't be surprised at all. And that's no. not a shot against Birdville. It just tells you no. how we what we think of Ryan. And so, I think you're right. What I want to see is. First of all, I think it's a decent measuring stick for Birdville. See where you're at. See if this is the kind of thing. Could you see them again? Could they Could they do what they did last year and meet them again down the road? Mm-hmm. Good measuring stick for them. And also, let's see if they can push Ryan and give Ryan a test and see what happens when Ryan takes a punch. Because And, and I know what people are saying. They're probably saying, well, why doesn't, why doesn't Ryan uh, just schedule a, a tough non-district game? Well, they try. 
They do. They try. Trust me. I I, I know Dave Hennigan would love. They love. played Lone Star uh, two in, in last realignment. They had him twice. Lone Star got put in a nine team district, so they couldn't play this. They, they had that game scheduled, right? But it was week three, and Lone Star got put in a nine team district. So instead, they so instead they played Mesquite Poteet. Which that team has, I would, I, th- I think, admittedly underachieved, but still going to make the playoffs. They're getting better as the, they, they were struggling early. Yeah, they've gotten better. Keller Fossil Ridge and, and West Mesquite. Okay, three teams they should beat. Yeah. And they did. Fossil Ridge has been a good 6A team. They, this, this year they're down. And it's not Denton Ryan's fault that Ridge is down. But then the problem, the problem is that their district has, yes, it has Colleyville Heritage, right? And Colleyville Heritage, you know, they dominated them. 35-9, that's not, that's not nothing. And, by the way, they smoked Grapevine. And Grapevine's not a bad team either. No, they, they destroyed Grapevine. That, that game, I think at halftime it was like 42 nothing, and Ryan had 300 yards of offense and Grapevine had 27. Denton's kind of a middling team, but then it's Carrollton, Creekview, and Smith, and it's Turner. And those the bottom line is those are just not good teams. Yeah, those are bad teams. Like, Carol, uh, R.L. Turner's one of the worst teams in the state. Yeah. And so... To me, what I want to see, and, and I know we've gone on and on about Ryan, we, we like we never talk about them. Like it's kind of like when's the last time we mentioned Allen? Well, maybe we mentioned them against Prosper last week, but we don't talk about Allen. We don't talk about Alito. We mention them once a year, basically, mm-hmm. because they don't get tested. I would love to see Ryan get tested here. That's what, that's what I'm interested in. So that's my fourth pick. What's your fourth pick? Now that I've shut up, my fourth pick. I'm headed out to. Beautiful Crane, Texas, as our favorite town in Texas, the Alpine Fighting Bucks. Yes, sir. We are we are unabashed stands of Alpine, no, Texas. No, no. Uh, this is the message for the Alpine Visitors and Tourism Board. If you need spokespeople, we are them. Holler at us. Yes, yes. We love you, Alpine. Uh, there, sadly, the game is not in Alpine, but it's in Crane. And you know, you know what the, the name of Crane Stadium is? The Crane Stadium. El Av Stadium. L Avenue Stadium. Hmm. I don't know why. L E L L Ave Stadium. Hmm. Seven and two Alpine takes on eight and one Crane. District title and district one three A division two on the line. Two teams that they don't really care for each other very no, much. They they, they've played for a long time and there's there's a little bit of a rivalry there. And two teams that have absolutely dominated their district. Uh, Alpines two and zero in district. They've the last four weeks. Alpines outscored their opponents two twenty one to thirteen. Crane, on the other hand, they won last week eighty five to six. So, oh, uh, the second time this year, Crane scored eighty points. By the way, uh, first year head coach Jeff Cordell's done a fantastic job with the Golden Cranes offense, and we could see this at seven on seven. You and I were down at seven on seven. We watched Crane. And we were very impressed with their offense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited about this game. I think it's going to be an absolute. It's going to be quite pointsy, Greg. I like it, and a lot of implications on the line because the loser of this game probably gets a first round game against Idaloo, and that's a lot tougher than a first round game against Lubbock Roosevelt or Stanton. Mm-hmm. So you want to win this game and get a little more cushy first round matchup because the second, the first round matchup, if you play the third place team from District Two. It's going to be much tougher in a game that you could potentially lose. So there's a lot on the line in this game. I'm super excited about this uh, 3A Division II matchup. I'm yeah, I like it a lot. That's a very good. That's a very good game. And, and I think that I think that Crane is another team that has flown under the radar, but they are. I think they're dangerous. I think they're playing their best yeah, ball right now. They had now. that one loss against I think Brownfield, mm-hmm. but you know Brownfield's a 3A Division One district champion. They've mm-hmm. already clinched their district, so you give them a little bit of a pass there. But. Um, you know, I, I just for the rivalry aspect, this is going to be a fun. Game. It will be. That'll be a very. They're fun both game. the same school, both purple and gold as well. Mm. So, another fun fact about these two. 
All right. For my fifth and final pick, I am going to take a game that I know for a 100,000% chance you did not take. All right. And you're not, and you're not going to take. Okay. Matt Stepp. Let's go to Upton County. Okay. I don't know where Upton County is. Let's go to... Upshur County is. Let's go to Red Devil Stadium, the home of the Rankin Red Devils. Oh, you're going six-man on me. A little six-man action. All right. What's up, A state-ranked six-man action game as the Rankin Red Devils welcome in the Balmeray Bears. And... So Rankin's number six in our rankings. This is number six versus number one in our one A Division one rankings. Okay, Rankin has been very solid. They took a they took one loss earlier this year. Who was their loss to? There's a Thursday night affair, by the way. Which uh, Thursday night? The po- Thursday night games are popular in six man. Yeah, they, they well especially hashtag official shortage. Yes, um, this is they lost to Sterling City, which that's a good loss. This is a. Rankin team that, aside from that, has been very solid. They got a star, as they as they all tend to do, in Titan Quig, which is a great name. Uh, and they have been really excellent offensively, really blowing it up. And I know that people are going to say, well, of course, it's six-man football. Yes, but they have been a very solid offensive team. Basically, every single week, they're good for at least 60 points. That is usually a pretty good thing, a pretty good measurement. Going up against our buddy... Vance Jones and the Balmeray Bears, the number one team in the state. Balmeray is basically number one because they have they have what is, in many ways, the equivalent of the Lone Star win at Highland Park, mm-hmm. which is they beat McLean. They beat, they beat McLean uh, 48-35 back on September 20th, and that has fueled them. By the way, they ran an absolute gauntlet of a non-district schedule including beating Garden City, McLean, and Grand Falls Royalty in consecutive weeks. Basically because they're a lot better than Marfa and Fort Davis, so they want to get tested. Mm-hmm. Rankin has been a nice surprise, but this has been an outstanding year for Balmeray. Aaron Mendoza leading the way. They've also got Marcus Ramos, uh, a kid who's 215 pounds, which for six-man ball is sensational. So, huge implications here because the winner of this game is probably probably the favorite to come out of or no worse than co-favorite to come out of region two if you're talking about a team like sterling city or borden county and then you're talking about a semifinal and they get out of there well they've already beaten mclean mm-hmm. mclean's probably coming out of region one this is a really really interesting matchup uh in the six man ranks and i know step don't do six man but that's my pick i'm going with balmeray and rankin I know Balmeray has the swimming pool at State Park that you're a huge fan of. That is exactly right. Another reason yeah. to love Balmeray. In your yearly trip to Big Bend, do you always swing through Balmeray and go Try to? Try to. Okay. Try to. It's great. It's so good. It's, it's, it looks. It looks very refreshing. It is extremely refreshing. And there's a little. There's a little fish. Yeah. It's nice. It's a spring-fed pond. What's your fifth and final pick, Matthew? All right. I'm going to uh, the Houston area. For a big game in 6A and a big rivalry in Cyfair ISD, mm-hmm. as six and three Cy Creek takes on nine and zero Cyfair. I was at Cy Creek in Houston Memorial last week. A shout out to Coach Greg McKay. Got his hundredth mm-hmm. win at Cy Creek on Saturday, beating Houston Memorial thirty-one to six. And super impressed with Cy Creek's defense. Josh White, the linebacker. There's a reason why every country in the st- every school in the country wants him. He's fantastic. They've got a lot of other playmakers as well. A little concerned about Cy Creek's offense. They didn't really blow away Houston Memorial very much in that game. So 
I'm a little concerned there, but I think their defense against L.J. Johnson and that Cy-Fair offense is going to be a fascinating matchup in a, in a rivalry game, which, which should have a big big crowd. Because these are the two oldest schools in Cy-Fair ISD, I believe. So mm-hmm. this is kind of an old – as Cy-Fair has grown, these two – and it's amazing that as the growth has happened, these two programs that are at the heart of Cy-Fair ISD have still maintained um, a lot of strength. And I'll tell you this. Talk to some folks about Cy-Fair. They think this Cy-Fair team is better than the state title team. Wow. Now, well, they're going to be Division One. I was going to say, that That's was a D2 the problem. team. They're going to be, they're, they're, they think this team. Now, I will say this. I said, so are they better than last year's Cy-Fair team? And they said, yes. Cy-Fair pushed North Shore in the playoffs last yes, year. Yes, they did. I was at that game in the fourth round. They got a, they got a scare. It was 38-17, mm-hmm. but it was, it was like 24-17 going into the fourth. Mm-hmm. It's like Cy-Fair hung around that game uh, for a while. So this is a really good Cy-Fair team, a state-ranked Cy-Fair team, and I think this is a, a test against the Cy-Creek defense, which is going to be the best defense they've probably seen um, all year. And it's a rivalry game, and if Cy-Creek wins, they have a shot at the district title. Now, there's not going to be any seeding implications. Creek's going D2. I think if Creek keeps this game close, I think you'd start talking about them as the favorite, along with Westbrook in three A six A. I was just about to, I was two. just about to say yeah. that for all the talk we have about Region One or Region Three of Division One, Westbrook is now going to Division Two. But I'll tell you that if Westbrook is actually vulnerable. Cy Creek is there to pick them off. Yes. Because Cy Creek is, I think, really, really impressive. And I think that they're one of those teams flying under the radar. And again, started off 0-3, but since then, they have been, I think, getting better every single week. Mm-hmm. And that is that is not the kind of team you want to play right now. So I think that's an excellent, excellent pick. Yeah. Big game in Houston. By the way, I made this point that our playoff projections, up at TexasFootball.com, I believe getting updated tomorrow uh yeah i'll have another yeah, night tonight yeah it's fine during the cowboy game Taste during the cowboy game i'll be i'll be doing playoff projections because yeah. i'm just an insane person i i i mentioned this on twitter that according to our texasfootball.com rankings katie would have to go through five consecutive top 10 teams to win a title it's incredible. Here is here is the path presently projected by the computer. This is the computer, not your playoff projections, mm-hmm. and certainly not a prediction. But this is what the computer rankings has. Number twenty five. This is Katie's path. Number twenty five, Four Pin Ridgepoint, the opener. Number seventeen, Cy Fair. Number three, Galena Park North Shore. Number seven, Atascacita. Number ten, Converse Judson. And then they have number four, South Lake Carroll. I would pick Duncanville to beat South yeah, Lake Carroll. Yeah, I would too. I, I, that's, that might, the, the, the computer doesn't have many flaws. I think that's a flaw. The computer doesn't. Will. The computer doesn't take into the account that Styles make fights in Duncanville's a nightmare matchup for South Lake Carroll. Out of state win probably isn't. That's another getting, thing. That, that yes. Duncanville's best win right now is their win over the, over the team from DC. Yes, that team doesn't because it doesn't state, factor in the yeah. computer. Right. So, in any case, regardless of who it is, that is such a gauntlet to run through. Uh, you know, if you're talking about Fort Bend, Ridge Point, Cypher, North Shore, Atascacita, Judson, or Lake Travis, and then say, Al, it, let's, let's lump them in Allen, Duncanville, or Carroll. That is insane. Yeah, it's crazy. And you would be talking about one of the toughest paths we've ever seen. To walk. We were talking about tough that with North Shore last path. year. It's tough for the North Shore's yeah. path. I mean, North Shore went. You know, the Dobie round one, which yeah. that was the one kind of okay, and then they had I think Dickinson, yeah, Katie, Cyfair, it got Lake Travis, it got tough late, yeah. but first round, was this would be all, ridiculous, all six rounds, yes. 
So, that's an excellent pick in Cypher Creek. You know what's interesting? We didn't pick uh, DeSoto Duncan or DeSoto Cedar Hill. No, and that's kind of a game. Lost and Luster with DeSoto's loss a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Doesn't have a lot of implications. I thought about going, but I really didn't want to deal with this, the media, because that's going to be like a media crush game, and I don't. Ugh. Cedar Hill's press box isn't that big, and, and I just don't want to deal with it. I know. Uh, the Cedar Hill principal asked me. He, the Cedar Hill Cedar Hill's principal used to be the principal at Everman, and uh, he texted me and asked me if I was going to the game, and I was like, "No, sir, no." Unless although, you, unless you can give me a private suite. Although it's a, <laughs> we mentioned it's a good Thursday night. A lot of good it's Thursday night. A lot games. of lot of good teams are playing Thursday night. So after the hipster game, we'll talk about yeah. uh, your Thursday game. And now I'll go for some hipster pick. Okay, so I think that there's. I think that when you get to week eleven, I think there are obvious, an obvious kind of game. That uh, fits into the hipster uh, fits into the hipster mold, and that is the game for fourth place, the win and in, because it's easy. It's it's an easy sell to you. I can just tell you, hey, this is a playoff game, a week early, and so Matthew, I direct you to the fourth place game in District Fifteen Four A Division Two. Okay. As the Corpus Christi West Oso Bears, ah, fear the howling bear. Take on, take on Ingleside with straight up a playoff implication or a playoff berth on the line. Now, West Oso is. The, I, I think they. I think it's fair to say they've underachieved a little bit this year, but they can they had a good year last year. Yeah. It was the third round of the playoffs last year. They, they can, had a lot back. Now, part of it, and part of it is that I think their district has ended up being. Prades, I think Sentence just completely turned around into Mike yes. Troutman. He's it, done a heck of a job. There. He has because they were floundering. Troutman floundering. Oh, um, where's, Ash, where's Ashley Pickle? Sorry, I love that. Um, and then Rockport Fulton has been a, a dominant, really, really yeah. good team as, as as far as district play is concerned. Um, this is, but the problem Orange Grove has been better yes. this year under Mark Del Percy. I was yeah. second year at the helm. The problem for West for West Oso has been that their offense has really just fits and starts. There have been times where the offense has shown up and times where it just simply hasn't. Taking on an Ingleside team who, you know, one of their biggest problems is that their defense hasn't necessarily shown up every single week. They're a team that, that's going to rely a lot on their quarterback uh, in Damian Davila. This is a game that is all about, this game is in Corpus Christi. It's at West Oso. Computer's got it as a pick'em game. Winner is in, loser is out. It's a playoff game. Playoff it's a playoff game. Yeah, exactly. This is a this is a fun matchup down there in Coastal Bend, uh, and your reward if you lo- if you win this game is probably to get beat by Raymondville. But you get in the playoffs. That's right, and anything can happen. And you get you we get, have seen one in nine teams beat nine and one. Teams you get it first. Round. You get a t- it. Is Hondo making the playoffs? They should. I think. I think Hondo's in. I haven't done a four-way projection yet. See. Hondo, yeah, Hondo's in. Hondo's three and one. They've clinched. So Didn't they do like two years in a row. They they, they were yes. one and nine and two and eight. <laughs> here's the here's the problem. They're four and five. Oh, they're which done. means they're too good. They're, they're going to get good. smoked yeah. in the first round. They're too good. Yep. Uh, okay, that's what I'm. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with Corpus Christi West Oso and Ingleside for a final playoff spot. What's your hipster pick? I am going up to Texoma and Denison as the Denison Yellow Jackets at Munson Stadium host. The Denton Brasswell Bengals, who are another hipster pick of mine, who are in the playoffs. They've already clinched. They are in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Denison, on the other hand, because they blew a 14-point fourth-quarter lead to Lovejoy, they're playing for their playoff lives in this game. And it would be – this is the second year in a row. Denison went 7-3 and three last year, I believe. Yeah. Let me double-check that. I think that's right. 
in this day and age of four playoff teams, to go seven and three and miss the playoffs. Is, I mean, you're basically losing the exact. They wrong, went six and four. Six and four. Still. Still well, they're six and three this year, yeah. and they're hosting Denton Brasswell, and they have to win to get in because they lost a game they probably shouldn't have lost to Frisco Reedy uh, a few weeks back. Um, they're playing for their lives here. They, Dennis has got the talent. They mm-hmm. when when they're rolling, they're hard to stop. I I think they've got a little bit of a mental block against Lovejoy for it. They haven't beat Lovejoy like in three years. Brasswell, they're set. They're in the playoffs. They're six and one in district. or seven and two. They're having a great year. The only thing they're really playing for is potentially seeding. I guess if Frisco somehow lost to Lovejoy, Braswell could kind of get the district title. But they've got something on the line. So, but Denison's got more on the line. This is a desperate Denison team, and they've got a win to get in or hope that Reedy loses to Princeton, which probably which is not going to happen. So this is basically a, a playoff game for Denison. And, you know, uh, Jadarian Price has been a little banged up this year. He's back healthy, and I think the Yellow Jackets got to ride him and, and – and you and try to you know he's got to carry them to this game. He's their star, and he's got to step up. And this this is a huge game for Denison. So it's gonna be a tough environment for Braswell. That's gonna be no pun intended a literal literal hornet's nest ah. <laughs> in Denison because this is this, they're playing for their yeah. playoff lot. I'll tell you what, Braswell's defensive line. I saw Braswell a couple of weeks ago destroy Reedy. Hmm. That Braswell, those two D tackles Braswell has, they are hard to handle. So speaking of any conversation about Denison, inevitably leads to Sherman. Have you seen District 7, 5A Division 1? It's pretty weird. So you've got, you've got McKinney North and Poteet that are McKinney North's 5-0. and Poteet's 4-1. Poteet's 4-1. That's for the district title. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everyone else, John Tyler, Sherman, or John Tyler's 3-2, plays Sherman, who's 2-3. Mm-hmm. In Sherman. Texas High's 2-3, plays West Mesquite at 2-3 yeah. in district. Uh, Wiley's East well, is Wiley's out. Wiley's that is, like, John Tyler might miss the playoffs. Let me tell you, playing at Bearcat, you've been to Bearcat. I have. That's a chore. Yeah, to go into Sherman and beat the Bearcats is not easy. And a Sherman team that, again, playing for their playoff They're, lives. This, both Sherman and Denison are at home, and both Sherman and Denison are desperate. Yeah. And that's a, that's a much tougher road trip. Denison went to Sherman and beat them, and it was eight miles mm-hmm. away. This is a Tyler eight, eight miles from Sherman. No, this is a hall, and the computer has all three of those games: North and Petite, John Tyler and Sherman, and Texas High and West Mesquite within a touchdown. Okay, it's going to get weird. John Tyler missing the playoffs in five A is borderline unfathomable. When's the last time they missed the playoffs? They had some bad years in six yeah. A. They were six A. Six A though. This this is John Tyler. John Tyler goes into five A and they expect to dominate in five A, and they they're they could miss the that would be stunning that'd be shocking yeah uh-huh. that is that would be one of the bigger shockers in the state anyway I, it I, it just popped across i go oh my gosh yeah uh mckinney north by one sherman by five texas high by seven which would meet which would probably lead to i mean we get into a tiebreaker situation yeah, points how, how bad does sherman beat right. john tyler and all it that could stuff. get really wacky the other thing is oh, get my tiebreaker my tiebreaker's oh my out UIL, please give us a universal tiebreaker. By the way, 13... Dr. Elza, if you're listening, universal tiebreaker. Craigway Craig Way was doing a whole segment on a show about 13-6A. 13-6A is a Charlie Fox trial. Yes, that's another, uh, Round Rock and Vista Ridge is a game yes. to watch. Actually, I, uh, the Cypher ISD race of Peta, uh Saturday was like, hey, can you send me kind of the breakdown of 13-6A and kind of how? So I sent him the, the breakdown of the points. Jeez. 
13 6A is wild. Too. It is wild. If, if Vista Ridge wins, it gets a lot easier. But if Rock, Round Rock beats Vista Ridge, I think there's a four way tie for second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, so you're going to finish second and miss the playoffs, basically. By the way, another game we didn't mention, but a huge game. Pflugerville, Weiss, and Brenham is a yes, massive it's game. Another huge game. Massive, yeah. massive game. That's, a, that's a one of my quick picks, I believe. And then the district, the, the district that just can't get any weirder. Oh, 7 3A Division 1. That district is drunk. One. That district Jefferson, is so drunk. Jefferson, Jefferson beat Hooks by like 42. That's thing. <laughs> Everything was cruising along, and we're like, okay. Hooks is the okay. team to beat. It's Hooks, and then it's everybody else. It's Hooks, and then maybe it's Hugh Springs, and it's everybody else. And instead... Yeah, I don't know. By the way, our, our sweet Atlanta boys <laughs> might miss the playoffs. They might, but they could also beat Hooks and, and, and like, get a share of the district, district title. Or something. Yeah. I just 7-3-8 Division One. go home, you're drunk. You're drunk. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, what is your schedule looking like this week? All right, it's a lighter schedule this week. Um, no Saturday game for me, as uh, Saturday I will be holed up in the Matt Step Bunker in Everman, Texas, getting playoff information to the people as quick as I can before I go to Canada. Because I'm going to Canada on Sunday because the lovely Mrs. Stepp's birthday is Monday and she would appreciate it if I spent my, her birthday with her. Mm. So we will be doing Tep and Step next week on the road. I will be in Ottawa. On It's it's such an eclectic mix of cities. I've Fort, Bend, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Atlanta, Toronto, and now Ottawa. So we're just all over the place. So Thursday night, um, I think me and Ish are going to go to uh, Arlington Martin and Arlington Bowie. Good for you. Another game, another game that w- is worthy of being mentioned yes. on this podcast. Um, it'll be at UTA. Uh, Martin can win the district title outright. Bowie can get a share of the district title. Um, doesn't have really any implications on playoff seating. Bowie's going Division Two, But I want to get my eyes on Martin. Yeah. I have not, I've not seen Martin in person. want to get my eyes on the Warriors. They're... they're- they're, they're a weird team. They're a team you can dream on. You know what I mean? Well, they're they're it's because they're so good in areas that other teams like Martin has a, a special teams. That's a seven point advantage yeah. on special teams, and then their defense is really good. So um, Friday be that, uh, Thursday I'll be at that game. And then Friday, I'm going to hang out with the most John King person ever, John King. Ah, uh, the John of Kings. Yes, as Longview visits Hamby Stadium in Mesquite for a game against Jeff Fleener's Mesquite Skeeters. By the way, <laughs> uh, who did Mesquite play last week? Uh, Rockwall. Yeah. <laughs> it was Rodney Webb and Jeff Fleener. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those crazy games. Like, so what, 65 to 44 or yeah. something? Fleener, Fleener's like texting me going, oh, you get, you're going to come to this game. It gets Longview, huh? He's like, oh, God, coach, you guys will be fine. So uh, I want to get my eyes on it. will be a chance to see Longview. Mm-hmm. Um, we think they're a title. They're number, they're number four in our rankings. They, they're surging. They're, pl- they're, starting, yeah, they they're starting to get it together and get rolling. So uh, I got asked the other day on a, on a radio interview. They said, is Longview good enough to go? back to back and I go yes but they're different that this is not the flamethrower offense that it was last year no, but I think their defense is a lot better. yeah their defense is really good so I'll be interested to see that, that defense against uh, Dylan McGill mm-hmm. and that mesquite, mesquite offense so mm-hmm. um, and then there's another game at uh, Mesquite Horn and Tyler Lee in that district yeah. that's a game that's got playoff implications so a lot going on uh, Thursday and Friday the, the good thing about this week is at least there's a lot of Thursday games yeah. so we can absorb the Thursday results before we forget about everything on Saturday and start waiting for brackets to come out so Thursday the 21st so the weekend man if I could swing that with the wifey it's not Thanksgiving weekend it's not Thanksgiving weekend that's a, I wanna go, that's a big AT&T weekend is it? Yeah, there's going to be a doubleheader on Friday. So uh, for those of you in DFW that love your big games, uh, round two AT&T Stadium is hosting a Thursday game, mm-hmm. a doubleheader on Friday, and a tripleheader 
They have, well, potentially a triple header on Saturday, and then and then Thanksgiving weekend, they're hosting a Black Friday triple header. But, but no, th- no Saturday. See, game. the other thing is we got to have our Thursday swag wagon trip at some point. Oh, there will be a Thursday, and the Thursday swag wagon trip cannot be local. No, it's we've got to go that's somewhere. The thing. It's got to go, go something weird. Late. Yeah, and it's like that's why I was looking at the twenty first, but I know I'm, I don't know if I can talk my wifey into that. Let me go to that. Round two is usually a great. Thursday, Thursday slate. That's what slate. I'm thinking, right? Yeah. And the games are probably a little bit better. Yeah, um, there won't be. There, there may be. There might be one game on Thanksgiving. You can go to Waco ISD and go to Bush. Get some Bush's chicken. Yeah, and watch the world's most uh, patriotic. And then get some collage. Oh yeah, that's yeah. Gosh, <laughs> Waco, <laughs> Waco ISD and their stadium intro, um, the Texas anthem, and the Twin Towers. Uh, and, <laughs> Well, I mean, you know what? I'm as patriotic as it, as it gets, but that's just a little weird. It's so. a lot. Yeah. It's, a lot um, it's a lot for me to ingest. Yeah. Somebody say, hey, listen, this is a call to all the coaches listening. Schedule an awesome game on the 21st in, week, in round two. And we'll probably um, show up. And we'll try. We'll Within three up. hours of yeah. Dallas. Well, we're, we're not going to go to yeah. Harlingen. We'd love to go to Harlingen, yeah, but we got to work on Friday. Buy, buy us a plane. It'd be great. Um, do you want to give? Do you want to tease the playoff coverage for our subscribers? Oh, yeah. Um, so we're going to have a lot of cool stuff for insiders at Texas. Football.com. Well, of course, for non-insiders, for everybody, you'll have the brackets, you'll have the, the playoff matchups, uh, you'll have all that fun stuff, you'll have our predictions, things like that. But we are going to do a couple things. Each week's, each week, Ish and I are going to write a, an upset watch column. We're going to pick, I think we're going to pick two games, or we're like, hey, this is, keep an eye on this one, could could get could get hairy. Um, we're going to do that probably at least for the first three weeks. After that, it gets kind yeah, of, that is like, there's no every, there are no upsets. Yeah. Um, and then... Matt Stepp is going to be designing each week the perfect Texas high school football playoff road trip. Yep. And so if you want to if you want to be like Matt Stepp mm-hmm. and you want to travel all over the state and put together the perfect weekend, he is going to show you how to do it. Yep. And you know, Matt Stepp is a value shopper. Yes. So he's going to make sure if you got three game, if you got three days, you're probably getting four games at minimum. Minimum, and you're probably going to get lots of cool places to eat. Am I putting places to eat in that as well? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm so, sorry. Was there a reason to do it otherwise? <laughs> well, I mean, sponsorships maybe. Yeah. Hey, if you want to sponsor this uh, local restaurants, <laughs> uh, Spanish Flowers in Houston, yeah. we're, we're talking to you. Yeah. Uh, any local barbecue joints? We are. We are. We will sell ourselves for. Food. We are 100 percent available for yes. sale. Uh, yeah. So we're gonna have great coverage on TexasFootball.com. Brackets. Regional be, picks. Yeah. We'll have everything you need. Um, brackets. Uh, Greg Powers will have prospects to watch, et cetera, et cetera. I'll probably do a, a regional mm-hmm. picks column, kind mm-hmm. of an overview of each region or something. I'll, I'll do something. The So, textball.com brackets are going to be up. The goal is to have brackets up Sunday morning. Yes, that's the goal. It's dependent on coaches getting – and there may be a few TBAs in that yes. because some, some matchups don't get set. I know last year was like two or three that weren't set until Monday. Well, now we'll know the matchups, so we'll the, be able to tell you yeah. – we'll, we'll be able to tell you it's uh, you know high school A versus high school B. It mm-hmm. just might say TBA as far as when, game time when and location. Yeah. Yes. yeah, we'll know the games is where the – there's like two last year in the first round that didn't get set until Monday. Yeah. So I may need you to fill that in for me while I I'm can, gone. So. Yeah, while you're on a plane to Canada. Yeah. Yep. So All right. That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Thanks for being a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We love you very much. And Step, thanks for your courage. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Tap and Step. Step.